Welcome to the worst week yet. The least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we sit back, relax, and let the smooth sounds of the apocalypse envelop us as we drift off to the forever sleep. I'm your host, Andrew Hillary, and I'm joined once again by my longtime friend, most times co-host, Dee Rose Deanna. What's up? Uh, I'm excited that you said envelop, like they used to say on the Javalia Cafe commercials in the 90s. The what? You know what? <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. You're a real one for that. I'm uh, all right. I'm in here. Just apocalypse and just lips in the apaca, you know. <laughs> I don't know. What the f- lips in the apaca? Hey, yeah. <laughs> Google it. I'm doing it, man. It's the new, it's all the, it's all the rage these days. Do you know there's going to be a solar eclipse this year? It's lips in the... S- <laughs> <laughs> it's lips in. It's, it's lips, lips in. in the egg. It's lips in the egg. In our third seat, returning guest, friend of the show, former guest of the show, current guest of the show. Uh, she is the CEO of Alaska. Uh, the Alaska before... Well, I guess the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival, to be more specific. But you honestly, know what? She's the CEO pre- of Alaska. President of Alaska. Uh, Cass Smiley, welcome back to the show. Cass, how's it going in the great Yes, North? thank you for having me. I'm at Straighten's Tie. I did uh, beat the shit out of Sarah Palin with my bare fists to take over as CEO of Alaska, so I'm glad to be here. Are you as good at making up words as she is? Yeah, I indeed I am. Right, I think that's cool. a very Alaskan trait. <laughs> I you know what? Honestly, after I visited Alaska in the spring, uh, I think I got better at it. Yeah. So you've been a positive influence, at least on me. Oh my god. Better at making up words, worse at brushing your teeth. <laughs> no, I'm just I don't know why, but I haven't thought about this in a while. But that guy that told me that story that started the very first words of the story were and that's how I got my second DUI. <laughs> uh, I I think every day about the person that was behind us in that diner talking about how machines control oh the God. weather. <laughs> There's, yeah. if you, folks, listeners, if you've never been to Alaska, it's fucking wild. It is. It is exactly what you would think. It's like, oh my God, all this beautiful nature, these scenes, oh my God. And then every person you meet is the craziest fucking person you've ever met in your life. It's awesome. West Virginia. Yeah, has people a lot forget of- that. You go. Oh, go ahead. I was like, people forget that Alaska is just full of the dumbest people from every other state that like left because they were wanted by the law or their mima hated them or whatever. And they all flew up here. And now they've populated this beautiful country with the most dumbassery. Uh, I thought that, uh, that I think West Virginia has a lot of nerve calling itself wild and wonderful <laughs> because Alaska exists. <laughs> but also while I was in Alaska, somebody was talking about how like someone that they know described Alaska, like people that live in Alaska were saying that like someone they know described Alaska as being a place where like people would be like cool with your trans child as long, like as long as your trans child was cool with their gun and everyone could smoke weed while they were at it. And I was like, that's literally like on a t-shirt about libertarians. <laughs> and then the person argued with me about how the person they knew came up with that. And it was about Alaskans. And I was like, I want to go home. I want to go yeah, home. The, we don't appreciate joke theft. We don't ap- appreciate joke <laughs> theft, whether it's from a person or a truck stop T-shirt. <laughs> if a person, place, or thing has stolen a joke from you, 
man, woman, person, camera, TV. What was it? God damn, I forgot it. <laughs> nouns. Nouns. Don't let the nouns get you. Look, I'm going to, 2024, I've got big goals. I'm going to turn the word noun into a verb. Nouning. Nouning around. I'm, I'm nouning. <laughs> Just nouning around, you well, know. You know, once you get to noun him, he's not that bad. Um, I'm feeling real nouning out these days. The... The verb in the sentence that I just said was get, not noun. Anyways. Uh, we'll be diagramming <laughs> sentences. It's not math. It is not math. Folks, we've got a lot of show for you today. We've got news. We've got events. We've got stories. We've got tales. We've got parts of speech. We've got we've got so many words. But more before we get to any of that, the one thing that, that we also have got. Surprisingly, honestly. <laughs> The sh- most shocking thing that we have is is our patrons. Yeah, we love we love our patrons, folks. Don't we love them? They're the most beautiful patrons. They're the most beautiful patrons. Uh, yeah, we have been. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, uh Kennedy, friend of the show. Uh, Kennedy is currently uh sick, and uh, Kennedy's partner was in the hospital all week with pneumonia. Uh, and that is why we were unable to record a bonus episode uh about the film Saltburn. Now, Deanna and I, we are both ready to do this. We might just do this uh sooner rather than later. I don't know, but we. The point being, we're gonna get some bonus stuff up on there. We are doing uh Final Destination February as well for the Patreon. So if you wanna see yourself die and then try not to die but die anyways head on over to patreon.com slash worst we get where for as little as 250 a month you can get access to bonus episodes but if you give ten dollars a month we say your names <sighs> so thank you to chauncey unders terminally online left to zap actions downer mega force base nandy angelus old hobgoblin dragula 206 aj from baltimore the man in the west optimus crime pablo hummus goblin mode andrew humphrey <gasps> you fuck like my dad josh troopin brianne nick adams parentheses alpha male id nicks and cia brain bugs patreon.com slash worst weekend bugs in the brain Lipsy. i got bugs in the brain <laughs> so now that all that shit's out of the way, let's get down to it. Um, 2024, it's a young year, you know? It's only We're only, what, two weeks in now. So it's not, not a lot of time has passed, uh, but I think some themes are starting to emerge. You know what I mean? Troubling, troubling themes. I don't even know how troubling they are, but they are blatant. Um, and so I think it is time, it's, it's very early to call it, but I think it is time to declare 2024 the year of the tunnel. Why? I I don't know if you two are familiar with all the tunnel stories, but uh, just just based off vibes alone, either you want to tell me what the fuck is up with all these tunnels? I think people need some places to get some ways. <laughs> you know what? People talk all the time about how COVID has like... a eliminated <laughs> you know like eliminated the third place right like place Ooh, one yeah. is home yeah. and place two is work and place three that's the third place but like people can't hang out in the third place so now people are hanging out in tunnels i think we all want to be <laughs> ninja turtles we're all just down there looking for masters yes. to tell us what the fuck thank you all right well i agree where am i going to eat my taco bell i need to eat my third meal in the third place <laughs> 
I need gonna, to eat my pizza in a sewer. I'm going to shit so much. Yeah. I just want to be in the sewers while, while I'm okay. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, there's, there were so <laughs> many tunnel stories this week. First of all, the big tunnel story uh, is there was a video that I saw pop up on my Twitter feed of a Hasidic Jewish man popping up from a grate on a sidewalk in New York City. Now, this was so fucking weird looking. It looked fake. I was like, this isn't even real. And it's like, because of everything going on, because this is a, a, a like a Hasidic Jewish person. I'm like, this is some like weird anti-Semitic propaganda that I don't understand. I'm not even commenting on this shit. So I just like for, for a while, I just kind of let it sit. I'm like, I don't know what is going on with this, but I don't like it. It feels bad. But then it came out that this was not CGI or a deep fake or anything, but instead uh, some Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn had built a network of tunnels under their temples or something. And the police got called because they were like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> so they like dug out all these tunnels uh, and their explanation was like, Oh, we were going down there to do, to study. We wanted to study down there. <laughs> um, so it doesn't sound right. study air quotes study. <laughs> yeah, sure. So seven, seven seventy, um, is like the fortress of like the fortress of Hasidim in, in Brooklyn. Okay. And when it was closed during COVID, um, and, and they weren't able to go there. Apparently these like, very devout young young men of the Hasidic uh like of the Hasidic tradition uh started digging these tunnels because they wanted to get to their temple and and they couldn't because uh, it was closed and that's way, not more like I don't think that that is more reasonable but that is that is the the so the the as I've heard it origin story and uh, just to be clear for the listeners at home, um, if you've never been to New York, you don't maybe haven't seen this around because they're, they're you don't see this too often in other places. A Hasidic Jewish person is like they're they're like the Amish of Jewish people, I guess you would say. Like they're like very <laughs> very strict in their adherence to things like uh, men don't cut their beards or something like that. Like it's, it's very, it's very, very orthodox. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they're like vigorously anti-vax and shit like that. And there is where it deviates from other sects of Judaism is inside of the fact that particularly for Hasidic Jews, the rabbi is the, like, is not just the the worship leader, but actually serves as a stand-in for God, mm. which um, most sects of Judaism find the rabbi to be like uh, the church leader for sure, and like a worship leader and a spiritual leader, but not necessarily like the community leader or like a a, a a social determinant but that is a big part of Has like hasidic uh judaism okay and i i appreciate that uh that even further context because like you know obviously with everything going on uh this is not the good time for there to be a story about jewish tunnels <laughs> like 
kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, you know, like this as a show, as people, you know, we try to be sensitive as silly as we want to be. You know, that like there's definitely a line that you cross where you're like, oh, you're not being pro-Palestinians. You're just being anti-Semitic. And that's no nowhere we would want to be. Um, but like, as I said, I didn't really know what to say about this because on Twitter, it was like 50-50 between like after this video, this guy came out, people making just in saying such crazy anti-Semitic stuff. And then the other half of it was like Zionists saying the most Zionistic stuff. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting nothing into this, but it is, I'm, I'm not looking to add any commentary. I'm just saying the video was fucking crazy. as this dude popping out of a, of a grate in New York. So the, like, the <laughs> tunnel, the tunnel was actually found back in, uh, December. And then what happened this week was that the New York City police were trying to pour cement mm. into the tunnel. And then uh, these men were down in the tunnel and came busting through the walls into the <laughs> like temple. Kool Aid Man. <laughs> yeah, and they oh, were shit. they were trying to like they were they were trying to stop the city from filling the tunnels with cement. Mm, okay. um, is what what occurred this week and why there is more like traffic around it right now because the tunnel was actually found back in um, back in December, but like what these people didn't necessarily think of was that actually building tunnels under this like hundred plus year old building was threatening the structural integrity of the building. So, and, and yeah. also threatening the structural integrity of several city blocks. Well, that yeah, kind of it's like the chick on TikTok who's that, like digging exactly, under her house. That is, yeah. that is our next story. I was just going to say that segues nicely into uh, the fact that this follows the story of some lady on TikTok. But wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but yep. wait. I think we all know what's going on here. We all know what's going on here. It's gay sex. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to be so committed to digging tunnels. Dude, try digging out your wife a little bit. Like just <laughs> they don't come be doing on. all that. That's against the faith. <laughs> if any wives, if any wives are listening and need dug out, my DMs are open. Um, <laughs> <yikes>. Journey, <laughs> journey to the center of. Uh, yuck the yeah. thirst um, the thirst journey to the center of the thirst thank you Cass I'm can so I, glad you're here can I just add a little <laughs> like and I know we again not wanting being very careful around anti-semitism I will say that like many Jewish people have um, what white Jewish people in particular can hide the fact that they are Jewish because they just can look like regular old whites, but also in a time where like Jewish people are feeling, um, a press of antisemitism, Hasidic people are very visually like visibly identifiable as right. Jewish people. And so like in that regard, uh, I could see why somebody might be like, you know what? anti-Semitism is on the rise and I'm trying to go from place to place in a tunnel. Uh, I, I could see it. I'm just saying like, uh, sadly I could see it. Uh, and I hate that for all of us. Yeah. Same, same. Um, our final tunnel story. And you know, there isn't much to say about the TikTok lady. She just like, she, she was posting videos of like this insane tunnel network she was building and just like her, 
under her house into like her neighbor under her neighbor's yards and like she was posting it online and then the cops showed up and like dude you can't do this what the fuck are you doing (laughs) 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 um but there isn't much to say about that besides that uh our final there's a third tunnel story from this week and that is um some guy got caught digging a tunnel shawshank style into a used car dealership <laughs> use he it wanted, or lose it i he mean he wanted to steal a car and he tried to like go in through the door but it, he couldn't get in so he did a tunnel or something i don't know i didn't actually look into this that much <laughs> but i was like it, they were calling it the shawshank burglary and it had the word tunnel and i'm like okay um, and then I looked into it, and it's like he actually tunneled through the drywall. I'm like, that's barely a tunnel. That's not. It's got that be is bu- that is Kool Aid Man style. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's some bullshit. But like, I don't know. Here's the thing: we have the compulsion to dig, whether it's a tunnel or our own grave. We will not be stopped. We'll dig. We dig it. <laughs> we dig it. Life's a garden. Can you dig it? Life's a tunnel. Life Can is a, you get lost in it and die down there, leaving your friends and family <laughs> wondering? Life is a highway. Don't drive down the wrong side. You will fucking die. Um. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this week, we shot a rocket at the moon. That's right, folks. We are coming back for you, motherfucking big old rock chasing moon, us around moon moon bitch <laughs> yeah yeah oh you might have some ice well guess what motherfucker we're coming for it we're coming for that ice moon yeah how do you like it this goes out to all of the baby witches who hexed the moon a few years ago yeah we're on your side we are anti this anti-moon Wait, podcast people hexed the moon yeah <laughs> who hexes the moon baby <laughs> the moon is in charge of all of us is this hey you moon hexers is this why my period has been fucked up i'm gonna get you yeah. cunts okay unhex yeah. the goddamn moon <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember why but i do remember that was such a fun time because like uh i don't know i'm not a religious person i'm also not a person that it like has any spiritual leanings so this stuff all kind of sounds silly to me in a way but like there was these like teenage girls that claim to be witches that decided they were hexing the moon i think it was for something related to trump i think this was like they were trying to stop him or like punish him for doing something i don't know exactly what it was but then there was like this whole other contingent of tiktok witches that were yelling at the baby witches that they were like you cannot hex the moon this will have unintended consequences yeah i mean to be fair as soon as you said it i was like wait wait can all of this be explained by some dumbs hexing the moon uh no, but <laughs> I can see why you would think that. It's because I'm one of the dumbs. I know. I wasn't gonna say it. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I like the idea of trying to bind Donald Trump. I bind you, Donald Trump. I bind <laughs> you from doing harm against us, against yourself, and against the world. You know what, Andrew? Go grind a bee needle, okay? And leave me in the dumbs alone. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh yeah, we <laughs> shot a, we shot a rocket at the moon. Um, it's but why? Well, it is the first of many planned commercial missions to the moon. Uh, there was a lunar lander lander that was just by some company. There was a bunch of like NASA experimenting equipment on it. And then there was also some uh, cremated remains of people that were meant to be buried on the moon. And I had never, I don't, I think I might've heard like about this vaguely, but apparently this caused like a big stir uh, in uh, like Native American communities, 
like anybody that worships the like thinks of the moon as a sacred thing uh that they were like you can't put fucking human remains on there like this is this is fucked up this is fucking with the the spirituality this like putting dead people's ashes on the moon i don't know it was a whole thing uh but the good news is the day after the rocket was launched they announced that uh it broke and they could they were not going to be yes. able to get it to the moon <laughs> It broke. Yes. Yeah. That, like, Is it, isn't it a SpaceX thing? It's all SpaceX it's not shit, SpaceX, right? SpaceX. Uh, but it's the no. same story. Oh, no. Is that this is some you know private industry that uh, didn't do a good job, and uh, the first attempt they had, it something went wrong, and so I the, go ahead. Sorry. The propulsions, the propulsion fuel, like something along the line for the fuel for the propulsion of the lunar lander uh, broke. So all the fuel just came out as soon as it went to space. And so now it's just kind of drifting. It's just no, big, even Gary Sinise can't fix that one. Big old hunk of junk drifting like vaguely in a, a direction, but they can't steer it or turn it on or anything. So yeah. Neat. Yeah. Neat. I just wish that like, like people would get better at reading the fucking room. Like, okay, the sea. The sea has said no multiple times. Space also keeps saying no, and we just keep trying it. Like, no means no. The sea doesn't fucking want us. Space doesn't fucking want us. Honestly, the planet kind of doesn't even really want us, and we're just not hearing it. The only place that wants us, Golden Corral. Golden Corral does want us. <laughs> yeah, go get you some honey. Such a good explanation bit. for uh, patriarchy. Like, you know, <laughs> it just keeps fucking everyone, trying to anyway. And, and every entity, every universe is just like, no, fucking no, leave me alone. No, right. Like, we have a no means no problem that's so fucking pervasive yeah. <laughs> that it spans space, the sea, multiple dimensions. Also, don't put your ashes on the moon. Also, fuck. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's a mess. Um, but yeah, so this because of this issue, uh, NASA then announced they were delaying. They were supposed to do a manned mission to the moon this year. They like they were going to put people on the moon again. Live people. Live people, and they were going to use. I believe they were going to use this company that just fucked up their first ever fucking lunar launch. So NASA was like, "Yeah, we're gonna push this one back a little bit." <laughs> um, I just. You know, the more that this stuff happens, the more that I think about the time that my father-in-law took me to the Neil Armstrong Museum to tell me that the moon landing was faked. And I wish I had paid more attention because it seems like uh, getting to space, it feels real difficult now. And I feel like it can't have been easier and more successful then. Yeah, I don't agree. <clears throat> I I heard something. I'm trying to remember this because I don't remember like the numbers involved. But this isn't a math based show anyway, so maybe I'll just go for it. Um Make something <clears throat> up, go. Basically they were saying that like the advances in technology that happened in like the first half of the twentieth century, um, where people went from like basically like maybe trains where they could travel like forty or fifty miles an hour to uh, like jets that could travel hundreds of miles an hour. That advancement, since we kind of hit that point, we really haven't advanced how fast anything can travel. And so like, 
you know, cars don't go any faster than they could in like the fifties, like, you know, you know, marginally, but like not really, or like same with airplanes or jet planes. Uh, same with like space travel, like shit has gotten shinier and shit has gotten more like technically, uh, efficient, but like there haven't been any big leaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a really interesting concept to think about because like, there there were definitely big leaps a few times in the last hundred years, but like it it almost got to a point where like it feels natural that things could keep leaping and maybe they just won't. Like the to go from you know radios and you know basic TV to smartphones in a hundred years, like you would think that, that that's like an exponential spread of technology. But like it might be kind of hubristic to think that it will keep getting much more complex and interconnected. Like it could just kind of peak in like a hundred years from now, we could just be like, it'll be like flashier smartphones or whatever, but it'll still be basically the same thing. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think about, but uh, relating to space travel is that like we got to the moon because we had these, like we didn't set out to like, let's see if we can do this. We were like, we have to fucking do this. Figure it out. And uh, that, like, what is it? Necessity breeds innovation, something like that. Necessity is the mother of all invention. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need to go back to the moon at all. There's nothing there. Like, so, like, people want to do it, but we don't need to. And so, I don't know. Maybe there just won't be, uh, maybe there won't be big advances in those kind of things anytime soon. Or maybe somebody will fucking figure out particle physics in a different way tomorrow, and it'll change humanity forever. I don't know. I don't care. The point is, rich dudes buy a bunch of rockets and blow shit up. Okay, but I have an idea for getting to the moon. Okay. What if, what if we built a tunnel (laughs) to the moon? I feel like that could work. (laughs) Like, we could tunnel through uh, the space-time continuum to the moon. I think that's how everything works. I'm figuring things out here. Can I tell you something that I was thinking about the other day? What? You know how whenever people try to explain wormholes, they will like get a piece of paper and they'll be like, they'll draw two dots and then they'll be like, normally you'd have to draw this line. But if you fold the piece of paper, that's what it's like to go through a wormhole. No one has ever done that in my presence. Uh, (laughs) That's how people tend to explain it. I mean, it happens more in science fiction than I I don't fucking know, but uh, that's like, I think the, like people talk about like, that's a theory for how to do like faster than light travel is to like bend space. I don't know if space is something you can bend. Yeah. It seems dumb. It seems dumb. What, this is a show about the news. <laughs> I have no news on how to bend space. But right I will listeners. tell you that hexing the moon does not get us closer. It does fuck up no, the here, tide cycles, though. Take that back, you little shits. Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about how like a matriarchy might be different. But I think women would attack the moon. We would <laughs> wage war back on the moon for all it's done to us over the years. Men bomb... Earth, women would bomb the moon. I don't. Then know. we'd be free. I would. <laughs> I would weep silently in like an isolated tower. Mm. I would just. You yeah, that's so romantic. I guess you don't have the tower part. I don't have a tower. I Look, wish I had a tower. <laughs> our demands are very few. <laughs> One tower. 
You can't have one tower. You, we definitely, you can't have two towers because someone will anymore. fly a fucking not plane into it. Not with cancel culture. <laughs> towers are canceled. I'm canceled. What else is in the news? I don't know what the fuck we're, t- we're, we're doing here in this tunnel. Get me out. Uh, <laughs> Dig so me I wanted, out. I wanted Smooth to talk the about this story, but I like, I was reading this and it was like interesting. And then I was like, I don't know if bringing this up, if I, I might be, biting off more than I want to chew here. Um, We'll we'll decide for you. (laughs) So this week, a new report came out uh, alleging that hundreds, possibly thousands of people have suffered major side effects of the drug Ozempic. Now, the, the, the first story I saw about this had an incredible headline. Oh, hilarious. That was, woman will have diarrhea for life. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. People shitting. This is fuck. This is right up our alley. Oh, no. I'm kind of happy for her, though. Like, I read that and I was like, wow. But if you, like, desperately want to be thin, giant shits will get you there. Like, that will make you feel thin, even if you're not. And, uh... So looking into this further, I realized that, oh, this is this is something that is this is a, a horrible story. So I don't know how much how familiar the two of you are with Ozempic. Um, I first heard about this because, you know, comedians, everybody's doing a lot of drugs in the comedy scene. Some fucking comic got like a bunch of bootleg Ozempic and then all the comics <laughs> in Pittsburgh were just doing black market Ozempic for a month. Wait, but that's like not a record. What? Oh hell yeah! That's, That's hilarious. Just, yeah, dude. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't think any of them stuck with it because everybody's just as fat as they were. Like, I don't, I don't know if it, it, <laughs> it reached. Might have just been fucking sugar water or whatever. Um, but so I, that's like when I first heard about Ozempic, and so looking into it more, like this was a drug that was d- developed as a treatment for diabetes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then doctors started marketing it. Like for the off-label use that people without diabetes, it could cause them to lose like a, a, a some people a dramatic amount of weight. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that like that's not what this drug was for. Mm-hmm. And so like the, there are a lot of side effects that can happen with this. And because like it was prescribed to so many people who don't have diabetes that just wanted to get thin quick. Um one of the side effects that started popping up that there's currently like thousands of cases being reviewed for a class action lawsuit is this disease called uh, gastroparesis. It's paralysis of the stomach. Basically like you just, your stomach stops doing what a stomach does. And so food just sits in there. Gastroparesis. That sounds right. Um, And then, so it like leads to like lasting injuries to your stomach and your intestines and um yeah so this woman was told she'll have diarrhea forever um there are a lot of of people that have experienced this that uh that that are going to have these like lasting side effects that will like fuck up the rest of the time that they are alive and um yeah i don't know it's like uh, the reason I wasn't sure about how to talk about this is because I'm not somebody that has, you know, ever struggled with any kind of eating uh, disordered eating. Uh, and I know that that is, uh, you know, maybe I, I might be in the minority on the podcast with that one, but like, it is something that I don't know when I first heard about 
oh, there's a drug that makes you skinny. I was like, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of people are going to want this real bad. And who knows how it's going to turn out. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, this is a common, this is, this is commonplace in terms of medical interventions for weight loss. And unfortunately, because uh, fat phobic undertones in our culture play such an emphasis on being thin and people place such a high emotional value on being thin, uh, people are willing to take on a considerable amount of long-term consequences in pursuit of that end goal. And unfortunately, in this case, capitalism uh, capitalized and there was a lot of irresponsible prescribing. But those like the recipients of the medication, had I, I want to say that to some extent they had to know that they were taking on other possible damage in pursuit of being thin. And we've seen this over and over again with other medications. I mean, people try to fake an ADHD, like people try to fake ADHD so that they can get stimulant medications so that they can be thin. And like those medications can really fuck you up and aren't without side effects. Um, People will fake other like mental health things so that they can get a prescription for Wellbutrin um, because that can influence food consumption there are people who un, like willingly pursue taking fentermine which is a stimulant medication um and i believe that that is supposed to treat something to do with your heart but can make people very very thin but the thing is if you don't have the heart condition that would necessitate that medication. It can cause you to have fucking heart palpitations and people are like, I would rather be thin. And so really it just speaks to a larger cultural problem um, on the whole with how we make people feel about their bodies. And it also speaks to a larger cultural problem of like immediacy and uh, like wanting simple solutions that give results now instead of taking any like longer extended method. Um, It's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how low the prescribing threshold is for something like Ozempic. Um, Wagovi is another medication that is the same kind of situation where it was like, okay, this is for diabetes. And then like, oh, like this impacts how your body processes glucose. Cool. Well, then people who are pre-diabetic due to their weight who need to lose weight to fend off diabetes, we can prescribe this to them. And then the, the weight threshold got like lower and lower and lower. Uh, just for shits and gigs, I went on to one of those websites that's like, get Ozempic now without seeing a physician in person. Um, and they would not prescribe it to me at my current weight. But if I weighed 20 pounds more than I weigh right now, I would have been an eligible candidate. Like, would you, is, 
I don't know what the process is like. Could you have just typed in a different number? Yeah, that that's what I was doing. Fuck. Was I was clearing, I would clear my internet cookie, like I would clear my cache yeah, yeah, yeah. and then go back to the website and fill it out again with just different information. Um, and then like when it wasn't an eligible weight, it would be like, talk to your physician about like how regular diet and exercise can improve your blah, blah, blah. And then it was, and then like, otherwise it was like advanced to appointment scheduling to find out how Ozempic can help you today. Like, do you ever think about how capitalism kind of can't be trusted a lot of the times, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, dude. <laughs> we we cannot handle anything that is like ha- desirable but might have side effects. Like we, I right. don't know. It's a bad I mean, system. There, I will say, um, yeah. the one thing that I do want to bring up um, is the fact that many people noticed that uh, over the course of you know the Republican primary, like heating up in 2023 uh many people noticed that uh ron desantis um seemed to have lost weight rapidly but like unevenly in a way that is very common for people who are using ozempic um which leads to the not guaranteed but definitely possibility that ron desantis might have diarrhea for life (laughs) i like this You know what? Yeah. Maybe that's what's been happening to Mitch McConnell. Maybe he had the beatus and they were like, you know what? We're going to hit you up with the Aussie. We're going to get you with that. And then he was pooping himself. I don't, I think there could, there could be alternate explanations for why Mitch McConnell was shitting himself. You know what? I just, I think he just likes it. (laughs) Yeah. He might, he might have like a weird, like a poop fetish, baby man fetish. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. A little, a little poop pants fetish. Um, but yeah, diet culture is really fucked. Uh, you know, in the eighties people were really fucking their thyroids by taking medications. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is, this is just same, same, but different. Uh, we culturally keep just recycling the same shit. So here the fuck we are. Um, I know that there has been like that kind of thing, you know, cyclical thing going around with different, uh, you know, weight loss things that then end up having side effects. Uh, am I wrong that Ozempic seems to be like have a, a much more rapid effect in weight loss than some of the other stuff? Like, I don't know. Because like I said, I, I don't know all that much about it, like only like vagaries or whatnot. But it um, seems like Ozempic was like a a significant uh, development in that kind of like rapid weight loss by taking some drug kind of thing. I think that because it 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 didn't necessarily just like speed speed up your body's processing. It changed people's appetites. Mm. Um so significantly that that likely it was a huge weight loss uh drop in a quick way the thing is that people who have a significant amount of weight to lose can also lose significant amounts of weight quickly um like yeah uh, like for example someone who 
weighs uh, over 300 pounds could potentially lose five or six pounds in a week. Whereas a person who is like an, uh, an average weight can only safely lose one or two pounds a week. So like they're touting this like 25 pounds of weight loss in five weeks. And for a person that is like over 300 pounds or over 250 pounds, even that's not that unreasonable. Um, where it became unreasonable was then people who were, uh, much, much lower, uh, on the BMI scale, which is also bullshit by the way, but like people with much more normal body weights expecting this 25 pounds in five weeks weight loss and then yeah. pairing Ozempic with other subclinical disordered behavior. Here's a quick way to lose a significant amount of your body weight. Chop off one of your legs. All right, let's move on. Um, Throw it in a tunnel. <laughs> Hex the moon. We're actually going to do, uh, we have a local story for Yins. Now, uh, Cass, I'm sorry. Ooh. This this is this is Pittsburgh specific, but I think you'll understand why we 100% needed to talk about this story. This week, uh, in the, the one of our Pittsburgh-based media newspaper website things, I don't even know where this came from, a a story came out about a Pittsburgh man and his wife and his fiance uh, who have announced that they are launching a new business venture this year, a mobile sex room. Nice. A mobile sex room? It's called the Dungeon Crawler. And what they have done is oh, they are no. they bought a trailer and they are retrofitting it to be upholstered upholstered in purple leather and be stocked no. with a bunch of sex toys. And they can drive it to your house just like renting a bouncy castle. And then you can fuck in it. <laughs> but they wanted to make it look like the Joker on the inside? Like, what is that? I don't know what the fuck Come is going on. on. Here's the thing. I don't believe in kink shaming kind of <laughs> <laughs> these people were like a oh, million dollar idea what if we get a trailer and fill it with a bunch of whips and dildos and then tell people like hey you want to fuck in our trailer i wish them the best <laughs> i kind of like it i mean not everybody can afford to put a sex dungeon in their home and with home prices on the rise, like people can't even buy homes to put, like you're not going to install a sex dungeon in a rental property. I will say one. Yeah. Of you can't, you can't bust into the ceiling in your apartment and put your swing in. Yeah. What are you going to do? One of the things that I really hate about, um, discussing like whenever it comes up, like, um, like body count discourse is that there's this like idea that a lot of toxic masculine thinking has led to that. Like, um, a woman having a lot of sex like leads to her being like used or like that, like, like, you know, that kind of like loose, idea loose, loose or just like washed up or whatever. Here's the thing. I don't like that at all as a concept for people, but sex dungeons, I feel like I don't want to be the hundredth person to fuck in this sex trailer. <laughs> like that's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, health code <laughs> violations abound. Um, I also like, I will say that Pittsburgh does have a pretty like vibrant underground, like 
kink scene. And I could see there being a market for this year. And there aren't a lot of physical spaces where that can be carried out. They said that they are going to have sex toys in there that are just like the little treats inside of a... uh, inside of the fridge at a in a hotel where like you can buy them or like you can use them but then you have to pay for them yeah <laughs> or you can bring your own i don't know this is a crazy idea like the cuz here's the thing it says what it is on the outside do you want that parked outside your house okay like- now that's something else that it's not discreet <laughs> my bigger issue here is the lack of discretion cuz the market for that is like kind of like people in the burbs like pull that up in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. You can't pull that up in the cul-de-sac if it says sex dungeon, but I guess like fucking in the mobile sex dungeon isn't really any different than like fucking in a hotel. Yeah. Other than the fact that it is outside and like, it'll be a rocking if you will. Like, even I don't know. Even if it didn't say the name of the company on the outside, if you saw two people go in and then the trailer shake, like everybody knows what's two. going on here. I mean, two. wait, how big is this trailer? Not two though? people. Because like, because like, I don't have the dimensions, but I know that there is a queen size bed but, and a uh, 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 what's that thing that's like? Uh, never mind. I don't even know. There's a queen size bed and like a harness thing in there. Because like, you really can't like. Jeff drives a Jeff drives a like a pickup truck. My husband drives a pickup truck and if he stands in the bed of the pickup truck and like actually jumps, the truck barely like wobbles. And so I can't imagine that two people fucking in like uh like a camper van trailer is going to shake shake it that much. Well, uh, oh, you guys are so cute. Two people. If it's like a yeah, trailer or like a motorhome, it's got to be like be a for, group of people. I think it's going to be for parties. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like bang bus is for two people. A van is for two people. Yeah. Yeah. Fake taxi is for two people. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's it's there's <laughs> concerns for sure. <laughs> I think that this is a crazy idea. And, uh, I, I think that Cass and I just outed ourselves about a lot of things. Here's the thing. I have no issues with what somebody wants to do in the privacy of their own home. But I start having issues once you're doing it like parked on the side of the road. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't care. Anyways, it's just, I don't know. If you see a fucking trailer that says the dungeon crawler on the outside, just know there is some fucking fluids in there. Um, yeah. I mean, don't go in there. Dungeon with the crawler. Light. Dungeon crawler. I, my issue is that the name oh. is really lame. It sounds like a 90s toy that they would market to the kind of little boys that would rub boogers on you. Also, like, I know that this is a bit of a bias and like this is, I think, probably pretty true across a lot of different kink communities. But the the three people, like the man and his wife and his fiance, uh, in this image that accompanied the story, they just like looked like rejected fucking uh, people. They looked like they were rejectees for that show Forged in Fire. Um, yeah. Like, like uh, magicians that could never really get their tricks to work or something like, I don't know. Okay. But (laughs) this is actually super perfect because in RPGs, like 
there is a sect of games that are referred to as dungeon crawlers. Like there are debates about what games are dungeon crawlers or not. And it's like games where you get trapped in like labor intensive dungeons that you have to fight your way through. Uh, And so it tracks that these people also look like tabletop gamers. (laughs) Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, this is all, it's actually coming together seamlessly. Did you make this up? Yes. To delight me? <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. It's a uh, happy early birthday. Thanks or late for, birthday? I don't know. Thanks for enveloping me in this, <laughs> in this news. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on. Donald Trump, ever heard of him? Yeah, once or twice. Future former former future president Donald Trump. Uh he's got a lot of he's got a lot of cases going on right now, you know. He's he's involved in a lot of legal issues. Uh so one of the big cases, in fact, one of potentially the most threatening and most easily provable cases where he straight up did a treason and it's on record uh, is the Georgia election interference case. That's the one where he is on tape asking Georgia secretary of state to find 11,000 votes. Like absolutely hundred percent did a treason, tried to overrule the authority of the country. Ordering votes from Georgia, like trying to order a Big Mac. Can I get 11,000 votes? Can I get a, can I just get a. So it's like it theoretically should be a pretty open and shut case. But of course, nothing is whenever there's politics involved. So, you know, this is going to drag out. This is still going to be difficult. Um, But that case in itself might be in jeopardy because this week somebody on Trump's team said that Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is romantically involved with a special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, that they're like, they're having an affair or something. The dungeon crawler rolled up for them. (laughs) And here's the thing. Now, to be fair, uh, there is no evidence whatsoever that there is anything going on between them. So this might just be a Hail Mary that somebody on the Trump team was like, what if we just say that they're fucking? That's totally possible. But if this is true, if the people with the best case to actually charge Donald Trump (laughs) could not help but fuck each other and ruin the case, because the case gets thrown out if the prosecutor and the DA are fucking, like that'll be, that that won't work. Yeah, that won't work. If Donald Trump gets out of it because of that, we deserve him more than we ever did. <laughs> It'd be so American. It'd be so American for that to happen. If we we're just like, well, the two best people that we had to try and stop him had an inappropriate work relationship. And so he gets to be the president. Again. I've watched enough Law and Order SVU to know that this could happen. It's crazy uh it's fucking nuts okay and i i'm gonna be following this story even more now because part of me part of me really wants donald trump to be you know held held accountable for the ways in which he broke the law and you know again challenged the authority of the entire country but also part of me is like god damn that's the funniest fucking way for this to resolve (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's Teflon Don. He has done crimes for 70 years and never gotten in trouble. And like the biggest one he's ever done, if it gets thrown out because two people fucked, goddamn. 
Yeah. It's like a made-for-TV movie, except it's <laughs> happening. You know what would be amazing is if, like, the FBI... There's, like, a deeper conspiracy about how they really didn't even like each other, but then these outside forces were trying to convince them to fuck, and so they just kind of hooked up once or twice, and it's this, like, larger government conspiracy to fuck this case. And then <laughs> Fanny Willis would be like, I didn't even like that guy. I didn't even like him. If Trump enlisted the baby w- witches to hex these two to fall in love... <laughs> <laughs> the moon is in on it i don't know how but look we're we're still in the writer's room um yeah so anyways uh hey in comedy news um this week there was an ai zombie george carlin i guess yeah uh finally a story i know about yeah so i heard about this and i got mad and i didn't really understand what was going on but then i learned more about it and i got so much more mad i am fucking livid after learning what this is so i don't know nothing about this so there the the story i heard was that somebody is making an ai george carlin comedy special like they had an ai watch a bunch of his stuff and then they made a comedy special like based off of whatever okay then i saw that george carlin's daughter responded was like this is fucked up, dude. Like there are living comedians. Why do we have to keep doing this? Like, like even if this wasn't my dad, this is fucked up. He's dead. Like let him be dead. Um, and then as that, that's all I saw. Like the first day, I didn't even look into this until this morning getting ready just cause I wanted to like have a better understanding. Apparently this comes from a podcast, which is hosted by, uh, Will Sasso. He's like a guy from Mad mm-hmm. TV. He's a comedian. I think he's from Pittsburgh. I don't know. Oh. Uh, and the other co-host, there's three co-hosts. There's Will Sasso. There's some other guy who's like a uh, producer, actor guy. I, I didn't recognize him. I don't know who the fuck he is. And the third co-host is, uh, uh, their name is Dudesy. And they are an AI developed to produce comedy content. The third co-host, uh, th- there's a podcast that is co-hosted by a fucking Siri. This whole fucking thing is like somebody made a Siri that is very secretive. Nobody knows who made this or nobody, I'm sorry, nobody's saying who made this or where it comes from. But the entire point of this thing is to uh, produce AI comedy. And so I looked and there are like dozens of comedy specials from this thing uh, where it'll just take a bunch of fucking things that uh, have been said about a person and make a comedy special. They apparently, um, there was dudesy made a Tom Brady comedy special where they just like took a bunch of interviews of Tom Brady so that they could get his voice right. And then just like put a bunch of facts about Tom Brady and had it write jokes. And Tom Brady is suing them for this. What? Yeah, they're trying to ruin Tom Brady's comedy career. Okay, but, like, the thing about that is, like, Tom Brady's, like, I don't even have an interest. Like, why would I want a comedy special by fake Tom Brady? This this podcast, the the Siri or the Dudesies, what what it's called, this thing just, like, comes up with ideas that the other two people on the podcast follow the lead of the AI, which is, like insane because like we keep calling this shit ai and it's really just like predictive fucking text things so like they this 
we, humans are fooled by this shit so easily. Like, do you remember there was that story about the AI that came to life because um, this guy asked the AI, are you alive? And it said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my and then god! This guy like came. He like became a whistleblower, and he's like, "This fuck, this computer can't gain sentience and came to life." And it's like, no, dude, it just like cross-referenced movies about that and then spit out what you wanted to hear. Like that is not. We have not reached the point where these things actually think on their own. Right. Like, this is like <laughs> glorified search engine. Yeah. Meets predictive text, yeah. as you said. Yeah. So like. This fucking AI just like rolls the dice and picks a celebrity and then makes all of their fucking things go. And it's just like, <laughs> so this yeah, this is the stupidest thing. Here's the thing. Uh, comedy is dumb. Like comedy, it's just people try and make it philosophical. It's just people being goofs that like and it, it can, it has value, but it's, it's dumb. It's just some people saying some shit. Uh, you don't need to get a computer involved. <laughs> like, oh. fact- what a horrible way to find out that Will Sasso is friends with Elon Musk. No, he's friends with dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Will Sasso? The guy that I explained who he was five minutes ago. Oh, I meant like, <laughs> I didn't know if he had relevance beyond that. I mean, he is a comedian. He was on mad TV like 20 years ago. Or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was cause I was, Okay, he, he I get was it long now. since established before he gotcha. started doing a podcast with a fucking uh, no, with, a, the, uh, with smarter child. Um, the thing that makes him most relevant is his uh, Jesse the Body Ventura impersonation. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. He's that guy. Gotcha. Thank you. I, I just I needed additional context. Yeah. Um, and then like listening to the to Will Sasso and his co-host like defending. Because I saw that whenever like Tom Brady sued them, they were like, "This is clearly uh, done as uh, uh, like as a skit. Like this is not something where we should be held responsible. We're not saying that Tom Brady actually did this. It's oh my god, it is pathetic to be doing cover for a robot that Hollywood executives want to take your job. <laughs> like <laughs> it's also wild to be like." we're not accountable for any of this because it was comedy. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... What? It's just jokes! It's just jokes! Your feelings can't be heard. <laughs> it's just, it was just jokes. People are too sensitive these days. Uh, Tom Brady is cancel culture. Um, okay, so we do have a few upsetting things to talk about, but I did save something fun for the end, so don't worry. Uh, but yes, we do just to update on what's going on in Gaza, in Palestine. Uh, this week, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, he took his fourth trip to the Middle East since October 7th uh, to meet with different Arab country leaders in the area um, in attempt to try and prevent the uh, Israel's war on Hamas from spilling over, from escalating and getting other uh, neighboring countries involved. Um, just three days later, the United States bombed Yemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing a heck of a job, Tony. Heck of a job. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, are we ready to start calling this World War Three yet? Or are we just pretending it's not? Or like, what? what's the deal? Here's the thing is that this is kind of still World War Two. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
It, the thing is, is that, like, this never really ended. It was... Because, like, you know, World War II came to an end, but, like, the result of World War II was us splitting up all the Middle East and all these different fucking... Like, or maybe that was even World War One, where we drew up all these borders from, like, formerly colonized places. No, it was two. You're right. And, like, that, that set in motion the things that are still playing out. So, like, I don't know where you want to demarcate uh like but yeah it did <laughs> the world hasn't stopped being at war this whole time it's just been like you know the, for a long time the united states and the western powers were so dominant that it like almost felt like oh no everything's fine we've got this under control but it's just been bubbling up this entire time and stewing and like the you know Though thing, though a lot of these countries maybe not be technically occupied, they are still at our whim, and you know we are still in trying to impose our will. I don't know. This is a fucking nightmare. Um, it's quite awful. It's quite awful. Uh, it, it just the fact that all these like the one of the things that's been discussed a lot this week is uh, what Israel's plans for Gaza are. Now Israel. According to what they say, when they want us to not think they're doing a genocide, uh, is that their plan is to have other Arab countries in the area th th for, like, Saudi Arabia to pay to rebuild Gaza, which is insane. Um... But that's like that's that's the thing that they say whenever I mean the reality is they want to kill every single Palestinian and flatten that shit and take that shit. But like whenever they're trying to not like to pretend that that's not what they want, they say like, "Oh yeah, we're going to have like, you know, uh a council made up of other Arab countries come in and fix Gaza and like that's how the Palestinians will rebuild." Uh but the, all these other countries are like, "We're not going to help unless there is a Palestinian state." Israel's not going to allow that. So, like, there's this, like, disconnect between what the other, what the neighboring countries want versus what Israel pretends it wants versus what the United States says that it wants. And, like, none of this involves actual Palestinian voices. <laughs> like, nobody is asking them what they want or need. Uh, and, yeah, it's just we are still trying to do the same thing where we dictate the rules of a country that we do not belong, like that does not belong to us. Once again, while casting ourselves as the hero is the worst is the worst part. It was floated this week mm -hmm. that you know there's this there that Joe Biden is in the beginning planning stages of his victory tour for him to go and do a tour of the Middle East, and so it can be celebrated all the ways in which. Uh, he ended the Gaza, the war in Gaza. He's already planning the victory tour. Does ending it mean like, a, like the only end that that can refer to is like the extermination of Palestinian people because the Israeli defense force has made it abundantly clear that there is no other like outcome that would be a suitable stopping point for their pursuits. They have made that clear like I said, unless they are in a setting where they are pretending that that is not their intention. And everybody's, they're do, they say these things in blatantly obvious bad faith that they, oh, we don't want to displace all the Palestinians. You know, we want there to be peace. No, they don't. They want to dominate and exterminate and uh, uh, kick everybody out at the very least. 
Um, that is what they've stated over and over again. We all know that shit, but they, again, they could just say in bad faith that that, oh, no, 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 no we, we don't want that. Um, and like I said, that's where that disconnect is, is that, like, how the fuck are you supposed to move forward if, if people are pretending that they want what they... <sighs> the war passed the 100 days mark this week. Um, and I will say, uh, Hamas yet to be defeated in any way, shape, or form. And Israel has done potentially fatal damage to their reputation around the world. Uh, it's yet to be seen. You know, obviously, this has a, there's still a lot of time. That th there are a lot of different ways that this could play out. But as of now, uh, I, th I, think, uh, I think Israel's done a lot more harm to themselves than they've done to Hamas. Yeah. And a lot of harm to just innocent, innocent people. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but like, it seems like they're not really trying to get the hostages, like they initially said this whole operation was for. And now they're kind of just like bombing indiscriminately. That they don't even really care where their own people are in this. It's very strange. Oh, I learned something. I learned a fun fact this week. Uh, so far, since October seventh. Um, <laughs> Guess how many people, how many of the hostages Israel or like IDF forces have actually like rescued from inside of Gaza? Guess how many? Uh, six. Cass? 25. 25. The answer is one. <laughs> what? They have rescued one hostage and killed four. <laughs> yeah. Gee. That tracks. You know, but I was close with my guess of six. There are five people not being held hostage anymore. <laughs> I know that's, that's math. Up. That's fucked up. I know that's math. <laughs> Bad math, but. Yeah. Um, also numbers, I, numbers don't lie, okay? I did want to talk about the fact that this week, uh, the International Court of Justice at the UN uh, heard uh, South Africa fucking made a legal case against Israel that they are 100% doing a genocide. Now, uh, this was interesting to see this play out because, first of all, uh, each side presented their case on two different days, and only on one of those days was their live coverage of the proceedings. Can you guess which day it was? Who was... Who got uh, BBC and Sky News to, like, do live coverage of the proceedings? Was it... Was it the which which side do you think it was Israel? Um, yeah, I mean, I would have guessed that. I mean, they're definitely not going to let like, you know, uh, the the place of the, the experts in apartheid speak on genocide. They, they weren't they weren't going to hear they weren't going to hear that. Oh, they at the very least weren't going to broadcast that for other people to hear. So, right uh, on the first day, South Africa presented their case accusing Israel of doing uh, of of uh, planning to and executing a genocide. I like that South Africa was like, "This is a genocide," and <laughs> people were like, "Say more." And South Africa was just like, "Takes one to know one." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I want to um, go. I want to go off this earth, but also not to the moon. So the way that South Africa made their case is basically uh, they presented quotes from 
people at many different positions of power in the Israeli government, from their president, their prime minister, down to like ministers of different departments, where in their own words, they unequivocally and unambiguously said that they desired to do a genocide. The next day, Israel got their turn, and they said that everybody was being too woke. <laughs> like, they accused Damn. South Africa of being uh, terrorist sympathizers and said that there was uh, an- too much anti-Semitism and wokeness. And that, that, that was their case. Also, in the middle of Israel presenting their case, their lawyer or whatever, uh, he was like reading from something. And then he turned to the next page. And it, I guess like at some point, his pages got out of order and so he said, oh, excuse me, somebody shuffled my papers. <laughs> he was trying to say that somebody sabotaged him by putting his pages in the wrong order as opposed to him just not being prepared, not the, double checking the shit. The next time I fuck up, I'm going to be like, man, this really shuffles my fucking papers. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know um, exactly where this will pan out. I don't. Uh, the International Court of Justice doesn't have any, um, like, any ability to uh, actually enforce anything. It's just like the UN. Like they, uh, even if they determine that uh, that Israel's doing a genocide according to their legal definition or whatever, uh, the United States can just be like, "Well, fuck you. We're still going to sell them weapons." Uh, like there, there's. There is no stopping this shit, but that's not a good enough reason uh, to stop fighting against this shit. Uh, this weekend, 400,000 people showed up outside the White House, and uh, they were throwing bloody dolls over the fence to symbolize the children of Gaza who've been murdered by the tens of thousands. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't care if we can't fix this shit. Don't let these motherfuckers know a moment of peace. Now. That's a much better use than of bloody dolls than the like (laughs) no I was gonna say then like the people who use bloody (laughs) dolls for like anti-abortion pro like pro-life like people who also use bloody dolls for that and I've never seen that okay oh yeah that's fucked up I agree that is a better way um Uh, you thought I was gonna say something crazy but it turns I had out no idea what you were going to say. <laughs> reality is stranger than anything I could come up with. Reality stranger than fishing. Um, okay. So as I said, we do have uh, one. It's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a fun story, but it's a bit silly to end things out here. Wait, what can I, can I, can I fishing just reminded me. Okay. Uh, Big big floods on the coast of Maine washed a several hundred year old fishing shack out to sea. Yeah. So you know the climate. The climate's fine. Since we were on the bad news, just wanted to to remind everyone that uh you know the planet is heating up, the polar ice caps are melting, and maybe we'll all just be flooded and die. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. I refuse to learn how to swim. Um, but yeah, you know, in the same week that that happened, uh, uh, a company in, I believe, Greenland started selling ice that they chipped off of uh, polar ice caps in selling it to cocktail bars in the United Arab Emirates um, so that they could make uh, chilled chilled drinks. Well, you know, glacier ice tastes yeah. way better than regular ice. Yeah, so we're going to sell off the glacier ice while the glaciers are melting and flooding the planet uh, and washing 
landmarks like I don't know what this fucking fishing shack was called, but that's out to sea and also something called Cuckold Lighthouse. Here's the thing, Deanna, <laughs> is that like, you know, with the melting ice caps, that is a problem that could lead to sea levels rising across the world. But if you take that ice and instead of letting it fall into the ocean and melt, you instead put it into a drink and then you drink it. That, that, that doesn't make the sea level rise. That's math. These guys are doing good. Yeah. Okay. People are getting progressively cuntier though. Like the <laughs> sea level is definitely rising. Oh, the C word. Yeah, the C, the level of people that are cunts. Speaking of C word, Alaska, is that how you say that town? What? What? Seward? (laughs) Seward? Seward. Seward, C word. Yeah, Seward. Tell us the good news. Well, it's not good. It's just kind of funny. Oh. Well, that's not the same thing. So last week we talked about there was uh, a, a few different um, avi- like airplane related uh, 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 calamities. You know, there was the the plane that crashed into another plane in Japan and it exploded and killed everybody. And uh, there was the the plane where the door exploded and fell off of the airplane like mid flight, um, which Alaska Airlines shout out. Uh, so oh, yeah. <laughs> there was another story this week. Uh, more airplane troubles. This time it was an Air Canada flight that was delayed more than six hours after a man was injured when he uh, opened the door after he got on the plane and fell out. (laughs) This This guy like went to the airport he went through cust or like uh you security. know security, checked his bags, went, waited, probably, you know, maybe got a little bite to eat, maybe a drink, you know, whatever. He's sitting there, he's waiting. Gets on finally it's time to get on the plane. And like you have to do that thing where you stand in line again for like the fourth time that day, and you're fucking sitting there, you're waiting. Everybody's like shuffling slowly down that fucking stupid mobile hallway thing. This guy goes through all that shit, gets on the plane. His flight attendant says, like, hello. They greet him whenever he gets on. And he walks down the aisle and opens the door of the plane and just falls out. Wow. (laughs) This guy's fucking awesome. You know what? Wait, he falls out like midair or no, like gets the to the boarding still, door? No, he just like literally oh. walked onto the plane and then walked to the back and opened the door and fell out. Like that was all he did. Maybe that's what he oh. wanted to do. He spent so much of his day getting to that point. Okay. But like, he was doing a bit. People need hobbies. <laughs> There's no third place anymore, you know? Third place right. is the tarmac. <laughs> maybe he really wanted to okay hear me out maybe there's a restaurant that like only exists inside the airport and he really wanted to go there so like he bought the ticket like because you can't hang out in the airport if you don't have a plane ticket so he did all that so he could like eat at the joe and the juice that was airport exclusive it was like this is basically like that thing you know I never rode the school bus from what I I understand because I lived close enough where I just had to walk to school. But there was always that door on the back of the school bus. The like, do not open emergency exit door. I I feel like there was always one kid who like you would hear about or maybe you maybe even you knew the kid that did it. Like one kid was like, I'm fucking doing it. And that kid opened the door, jumped out. 
This guy did that with an airplane. This guy's the coolest kid in the airport. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. Although, like, you know, he wasn't really in the airport. Like, he was outside. So it's the same as, like, fucking in the mobile sex dungeon outside your house. Well. So he's the coolest guy outside. He's the coolest guy outside, which (laughs) arguably most of the population on Earth is outside. Or, like, at any one time, that's where the most people are is outside. Nobody, Like, inside a specific building... I don't know. There's uh, no buildings are that big, but just outside, that's all one place. That is the third place is outside. That's right. Go the fuck outside, (laughs) listeners. Go outside. (laughs) Cass, thank you for joining us. Thank you for filling in uh, our emergency co-pilot for this just truly yet another awful week. Um, Thanks for not opening the back door of this podcast and walking off before before it took flight. (laughs) <laughs> you know, well thanks Mark, for having me if Mark Wahlberg had been on those planes on 9-11 he would have opened the back door <laughs> that's right he would have saved us big daddy Cass do you have anything to plug have you announced headliners for, for this year's before you die we have not announced them yet but we we will on February 1st but they're Ooh. they're badass I'm proud to say that like the whole lineup this time are all a bunch of like ceasefire hotties like ceasefire now hotties is our theme I guess oh that's fucking so rad. it's a bunch of yeah it kind of happened that way and I'm really proud of it I just think that um the people that we tend to draw in and cultivate as like our audience of comedians are just always pretty rad people so but um some uh, people who probably like listen to this podcast will dig that. So I would go check out Alaska before you die. Comedy Fest. If you ever want to come to Alaska, hit me up. Hell yeah. Go to Alaska for the festival and for everything else in Alaska. And um, if any of our uh, listeners happen to be like multimillionaires, buy me a ticket to Alaska. I, I can't afford <laughs> yeah. to keep going. But if you pay for it, I'd, I would love to go again. <laughs> you know, there's, there's always the off chance we got a millionaire in the crowd. A um, thousand air could do it, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but uh, that's great. And even you know, just even if if you can't afford to go to Alaska, go follow Alaska before you die and all the stuff. Just be a supporter. Be a pal. Hell yeah, uh, Deanna, Andrew. Neither of you have shit going on, do you? I don't know. No, yeah, I, don't I tweet know. stuff. You can find that. I'm That's going to easy. Chicago next week to watch somebody else's live show. We love that. Check out Radio Free Tote Bag. This is a plug for a different podcast. Uh, but those are our friends, too. Very cool people. Friends. Donovan, Audrey, love y'all. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, send give uh, patreon.com slash worstweekend, worstweekend at gmail.com. Uh, 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 stay, stay on the plane until... Until they say so. You know what? Follow the fucking rules in the sky. That's what I will say. Uh, but more important than all that bullshit, tune in again next week for more bad news.